Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. I'm your host, Gina Guzman, for Law Talk with the Flock. I am a CEO, managing partner, and author at the Guzman Law Firm, and I'm so excited to have with me here today Andy Simpson as we help navigate your way through the law, your business, and life as a leader. Andy, we're going to be talking about LLCs and serial entrepreneurs and when they need to form a company. Sound good? Sounds great. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, happy to have you on again. Yeah, happy to be here. And this is stuff that we deal with all the time with our clients, isn't it? Day in and day out, yes. Representing business owners, small, medium, or large, uh, creating entities, depending on their situation, is an absolute must. So So at the core, we tend to form LLCs, or limited liability companies. Let's just get some foundation work out. What is an LLC? So uh, an LLC is a limited liability company, as you said. That's the name of the entity. But it's uh, a legal entity that's uh, freestanding, has its own tax ID number, and um, you're able to fund it with certain business assets to provide a business structure in, in a simple form. So... And it's kind of the more modern approach compared to the corporations. I know when we were in law school, they were like the new hot thing. And that makes me really old now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. Uh, it, it is because the uh, Limited Liability Company Act was it's relatively new in comparison to the Business Model, Model Business Corporation Act. But um, the real advantage we see in them are their ease of transferability and as opposed to a corporation where you can sometimes end up with a double taxation situation, an LLC is a pass-through entity for tax purposes. Um, so it just flows through to the owner's personal tax return. So those are more advantageous in a small, you know, closely held business situation, which we see more of here in our, our practice, in particular in real estate development. So. All right, there's a lot going on in that that I'm going to help break down. True. So when we talk about uh, double taxation, uh, what does that mean? So a corporation, a true corporation, uh, gets taxed at the corporate level, and then when it distributes or makes distributions to shareholders, the shareholders mm-hmm. get taxed as well. People don't like that. They do not, no. Because there's more tax, and Correct. everybody hates tax. We can all agree on that. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's one of our jobs to try and help out with those sorts of things. Exactly. So an LLC, on the other hand, because it's a pass-through entity, does and not we, get to... Wait, wait, real quick. What's a pass-through mean? What's meaning this pass-through business? The income and the deductions get passed through to the owners. They don't get taxed at the entity level, at the LLC level. So it gets passed through to the owners, and there's one taxation as opposed to a double taxation in a corporation setting. So Excellent. So when we set up these LLCs, I think we check a box, and that helps make that pass-through flow like that. That's correct. Yep. Awesome. And that's a big advantage of the LLC. In addition, it's not quite as formal usually as a corporation either. Like the board of directors don't necessarily get together every month until they mature as a business. That's right. Yeah. So in a corporation, you have to, in both entities, a corporation or a limited liability company, you have to keep with formalities. Mm -hmm. But a corporation requires annual meeting minutes for shareholders and directors and or special meetings for any action the corporation may take. An LLC does not have those stringent requirements, so it's easier to operate from that standpoint. 
So. And we help people with their corporate maintenance at all levels, don't we? Absolutely. In fact, yep. we have a whole program called Corporate Maintenance. We do, yes. <laughs> I think we have several paralegals that that's their full-time job is to maintain these companies. Yeah, that's right. And and it really does depend on what the business owner, what, what their business is and how they're operating and, and what is the best structure for them. So it's not to say that an LLC is better than a corporation. In a lot of service industries, we put people in corporations for that purpose. Um, but we do a lot of LLCs around here um, because of their ease of use and the taxation benefits. That's true. So I think a lot of times, too, when I'm dealing with a serial entrepreneur or a higher net worth person, I find that they have assets that kind of make me cringe when they're not inside of an LLC. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a minute. When do we recommend that we form an LLC? Maybe somebody has a, a farm, for example, mm-hmm. or a large uh, building that they own, and they own it in their personal name. Uh, why would we want to put that inside an LLC? So the reason why we do that is we shield that person's personal assets from liability. And so I see it a lot in my real estate mm-hmm. practice. The example you just gave, we had a new client come in last Friday who had substantial farm ground uh, in their name alone. However, they're not occupying that farm ground. So they're renting it out to third parties who may be renting that out to other people who And then there could be an the accident ground. on the farm. Exactly. Lightning strike, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's in their name alone, uh, then if there is a claim against that property owner, it is against the personal assets of that a particular owner. If mm-hmm. we put in an LLC, we fund that LLC with that particular asset. And then basically the only claim is against the asset of the LLC, which is that particular farm, not that owner's high, you know, a high wealth owner who has a various assets. We don't put those at risk. So that is the primary reason why we set up LLCs is to shield those assets from liability in that instance. And then we're also going to probably want that particular individual to have a trust that they own all these assets in. And then their trust will own their interests in these different LLCs. That's right. And so it does add for ease of uh, administration upon death, because if you have assets in different states, for example, Mm -hmm. you can set up a trust and put the other state assets either in the trust or in the LLC, and you can uh, upon death, it, it allows for a little bit more ease of trust administration in that realm. Yeah. So I took us down a rabbit hole with that one, but you did. I, I want to <laughs> go back to the main issue. So another area that this comes up a lot is when people uh, get into business with somebody else or they're going to buy property with someone else, uh, whether that be a lake home, again, an investment property. But if rather than just go co-own it individually, wouldn't we want to form an LLC then too? That's right, and, f- and for two reasons. Uh, in Nebraska, we see it a lot in farm ground. So if I were to own farm ground with you individually and we don't put it in an LLC and we own it as what they call tenants in common, mm-hmm. one of us could force the sale of that farm ground uh, when the other one didn't want it. We call that a partition action. So a lot of the times I'll form an LLC for those particular uh, assets to eliminate that. So the LLC then provides structure for a party who wants out of the business. That's a buy-sell within the operating agreement as opposed to a forced sale. But just in general, um, the LLC provides for um, a structure by how the business is run. Who's in charge? Who's the manager? uh, How do we do certain things? And so it's a business. We should run it like a business, and the LLC provides that structure. So absolutely. And rather than just, you know, getting into business with buddies and everybody gets along on the front end, but it's when something comes up, it really helps if you have an operating agreement to turn to. That's right. Or when somebody passes away. And so if I want to be in business with you, that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be in business with your kids or your spouse. 
Absolutely. Well. And there's all kinds of those triggering events that we think about when we're doing those buy sells and it really helps to have the entity as the base. Absolutely. Yep. The one key is to make sure it all gets signed. So we see a lot of that. The buy sells aren't signed and they're not done formally. And so that's what you need an attorney for. A little bit of uh, work and prevention on the front end can really help eliminate or make sure that those problems don't arise on the back end. So, yeah. Let's talk about, you mentioned real estate, and I know you do a lot of real estate development and otherwise, but uh, one other area that I think we encounter quite a bit is when an individual owns multiple properties. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times at some point in time, they will get to a stage where we want to form different LLCs for the different properties and then have a holding company. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how are we going to advise people when they have multiple properties? Well, it really does depend. We want to work uh, closely and hand-in-hand with our CPA in that instance. So that way we're coordinating all the different uh, tax ID numbers and make sure that it works from a tax perspective. But um, it it allows them to manage things so we can compartmentalize the liability that we talked about earlier um, to that particular asset. So let's say we have 50 rental homes. Maybe we set up not 50 LLCs, but several of them. And then the liability is only limited to the assets of that particular LLC, where then we can have the holding company that manages all of them as a whole. So that's usually the instance we see them in, our Mm -hmm. rental, um, large rental uh, holding companies, uh, where we set up multiple LLCs, so that way we kind of compartmentalize the liability to those assets. So And holding companies aren't just for the Fortune 500, are they? No, not at all. No. we see it a lot, um, whether, whether it be sort of an ag lending company, um, it just allows uh, one umbrella company to, to manage all the assets. Yeah. You bet. And yeah. I think a lot of our clients I call serial entrepreneurs because they do. They have multiple properties and different business interests that they get into. And then when we're looking at their estate planning, we might have a schedule that shows they have 17 different interests in different companies. And keeping track of all that is a big part of what we do too, isn't it? That's right. Absolutely. And, and how it fits into their overall vision moving forward with their business and their estate plan uh, when they're no longer here. So, yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking about all this great stuff with me today, Andy. I think we've got a a lot of color to LLCs and when we form them. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Law Talk with the Flock. Have a great day and go make it worth it. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at GoosemanLaw.com.